In this video, I'll share my process for writing immersive setting descriptions that make readers feel like they're truly inside your fantasy novel. In my experience as an author, I found that this process has seven key steps. And in today's video, I'll use these seven steps to write a short scene where a character washes up on this beach and describes the landscape he sees around him. Step one, to find your purpose. Are you trying to convey an emotion, give us an insight into a character, establish world building, build suspense, or are you simply aiming to set the stage and clarify what's around your characters so that readers feel grounded before you continue on with your scene. And of course, you can do multiple things at once. What's important here is that not every setting description needs to be full of this lofty, poetic language. Sometimes you just need to say, they walked into a tavern, and that's all your scene needs. So let's look at our example scene. Here, our character has washed up onto this beach. Why? Let's say his name is Lucian, and he is the lone survivor of a pirate attack out at sea. After spending his whole life as a scribe in the capital city, living a very sheltered life, he has been sent on a year-long posting to a small coastal village. And on the way to that posting, his ship has been attacked by pirates and he's washed up here onto this beach. So what's our purpose with this scene? Number one, we want to convey Lucian's fear at washing up alone and stranded on this strange, deserted island. Number two, we want to establish that he has lived a very sheltered life in the capital and that he finds the natural world terrifying. And then lastly, number three, we want to set up Lucian's course of action. So most likely he's going to try to find a cave to seek shelter in while he recovers. This brings us to our second step in writing immersive fantasy setting descriptions, which is to filter through the character's perceptions. Lucian is a white-collared scribe who has spent his entire life in the nation's capital city. He is going to describe this environment in a very different way from an experienced sailor or a seasoned adventurer. Whereas the sailor might see churning waves and think about the reef that's hidden underneath, and the explorer might find a grand sense of possibility in exploring this new unfounded land, Lucian's descriptions will probably be much more driven by fear. He might worry about the tide coming in, or the sun's heat, or whether there's any strange animals or creatures on this island that could do him harm. As we move through the world, there are thousands of data points that we could observe in any particular situation we find ourselves in. Yet our minds narrow to focus on only a small number of things. Our worldviews skew our perceptions. Oftentimes, new fantasy writers will simply describe a setting description in this very objective, rational, robotic, kind of eye of God way. And unless that's a tone you're intentionally striving for, don't make that mistake. Instead, you're much better off when you describe setting through a subjective, character-driven lens. Ask yourself, what's important to my character? What would they notice? What would they ignore? What memories does this produce? What emotions does this make them feel? Step number three, focus on a small number of vivid, unique details. Just from looking at this beach, you can probably think of a dozen things to describe. But if you give readers too much information, you're going to overwhelm them. I notice this a lot, particularly in older fantasy books. Sometimes they over-describe every single little detail, and before you know it, you've read like four pages where they have just described a particular grassy field. Now, that can work, but it will usually feel boring, and most modern readers just don't have the patience for long, drawn-out setting descriptions of things like that. So, what should you focus on instead? First of all, you want to avoid the mundane or the boring. Don't tell us that the sea is wet or the sand is white or that the sun is hot. We know all of these things. Instead, aim to make things vivid and unique. If your ocean is churning with white froth, that is interesting. If the sand is so white that it blinds your character and makes them have to squint, that 
is interesting. If vengeful storm clouds are rolling across a blood red sky as the sun sinks below the waves, that is interesting. Often a great setting description just needs one or two of these vivid, hyper immersive details to really bring the story to life. So put yourself in your setting, close your eyes, really try to feel what it's like to be there as your character in this place. If you can actually visit a similar setting to the one you're going to describe in your book, like I've done in this video by going to the beach, then do that. That will help you even more. Then dig past the surface stereotypes of this place, of this setting, and find those one or two really vivid and immersive details that pull the reader in. By the way, if you're liking this video, you might like my free ebook, Five Lessons That Transformed My Writing. Almost 2000 writers have gone through the book and you'll find lesson number two particularly useful when it comes to describing immersive fantasy settings. You can read the book for free by going to jenhern.com forward slash lessons and the link is also in the description down below. Step number four is to use all five senses. New fantasy writers massively over rely on sight when it comes to describing things in their stories. All of the focus is on what your characters see. But if you only engage with the visual sense, it massively limits the reader's immersion. In fact, senses like taste, touch and smell in particular tend to be the most immersive senses for readers. The cool thing for you as a fantasy writer is they're also more suited to a novel, whereas sight and sound are very native to movies and TV because of the visual and auditory nature of that medium. Senses like taste, touch and smell actually come across a lot better in a novel because a novel has that ability to really get inside the emotional uh, gustory experience of a character in that situation. Now, this doesn't mean that your character has to go around licking everything inside, but the approach I like to follow is I take my setting and then I think about how I would describe it through each of the different senses. For our beach example, I might describe the gritty, crunchy taste of sand that is inside Lucian's mouth and the scratchy feeling of the sand stuck to the inside of his wet, sodden shirt. There's also the tangy scent of salt from the ocean or the chill of water splashing across his face. Or maybe there's even the feeling of water trickling into his ears, making these little popping noises as it goes in and temporarily dampening the sound around him until he can tilt his head on the side and kind of whack the water out. And then the sand itself, what is that like? Is it soft and sinking underfoot or is it quite crunchy and hard as he walks across the surface? You can see here how when we open up to use all five senses, we really gain a much deeper level of immersion. Step five, progress the plot and develop character. You can fill your pages with lyrical poetic descriptions of rolling green hills, thundering waterfalls, boundless plains, and magical cities that defy belief. But never forget, what all your setting description is for. Always be asking, how does this description move my story forward and progress my understanding of these characters? Like I mentioned before, it can be just as simple as setting up the scene around your character so that they can get to talking, or it could go much deeper. Maybe you describe a cityscape in a very dismissive and condescending way that makes you realize this main character is a snobbish elitist noble who really looks down on how the common folk live these mundane lives all crowded together. Don't just describe, use description as a tool to meaningfully propel your story forward. And a really useful way to do this is step number six, dynamically weave multiple delivery systems. At a high level, there are a few different ways that you can actually deliver the narrative in your story. Dialogue, internal thought, setting description, and action. If you give readers a massive block of setting description, they're probably going to get bored. But if you dynamically weave together these different elements, things get much more interesting. Let's say you have two characters who crest over a hill and see this 
ruined ancient city ahead. Maybe you describe the city for five sentences, then your characters move closer. And while they do this, they have a conversation around the myths they've heard about this ancient ruined city. As they approach, you get three more sentences of setting description as they see more details about this city. And then your point of view character has some internal thoughts about how she can't believe they're finally going to step foot in this mythical place that two days ago she didn't even realize existed. With our example scene with Lucian on the beach, dialogue probably doesn't make sense since he's just washing up by himself but we can interweave all these different delivery mechanisms together to make for a dynamic and immersive scene. And then the last step, number seven, is to replace the bland with the specific. When you write a first draft, your setting descriptions will probably be quite generic. I know mine certainly are. In fact, sometimes I'll have scenes with no real setting descriptions. It'll just be characters essentially talking or having action take place almost in this white room. Then when I get to my third or fourth draft, that's when I kind of fill in a lot of the color and a lot of the richness and detail with my setting descriptions. Whether you do it this way or not, I'd highly recommend having a dedicated editing pass where you just look at refining and enhancing the setting descriptions in your novel. It really takes the pressure off when you're writing your first draft. And I personally find it super fun to have this editing pass later on where you just get the opportunity to really fill in the details and flesh out your fantasy world in this really fun and immersive way. Now, while you're going through this pass, a key thing that I try to look for is to take my bland generic descriptions and turn them into vivid and compelling and evocative and powerful ones. So instead of the clouds being gray, make the clouds bleak and ominous and swollen with the threat of rain. Instead of the castle being dark and foreboding, make it squat atop the hill like a dark cancerous lump seeming to drain the color from the fields that cower around the fetid moat. Instead of the fire crackling in the hearth, make the fire dance with cheerful light, basking the cozy room with comforting warmth. Okay, so now that we've run through those seven steps for writing immersive fantasy setting descriptions, let's apply them to our scene where Lucian washes up onto the beach. Cold water slapped Lucian's face, jolting him awake. Water trickled down his throat, filling it with the tang of salt. He spluttered. Horrible dryness clogged his mouth, and his head pounded with every aching heartbeat. He worked his jaw and gritty sand crunched between his teeth. Groaning, he opened his eyes. Blinding sunlight stabbed down from above, making him squint. He lay face down on the shore of a beach. Damp sand pressed against his cheek, and the sodden weight of his shirt clung to his back. The water around him was half an inch deep, just enough to sparkle and shimmer as it slid back into the ocean. A wave crashed in the distance. He flinched. The boom sounded like musket fire, and with that recollection, memory stabbed his mind with all the sharpness of a knife. The ship, the pirates, the screams of the dying, the ruptures of musket balls ripping through skin and bursting skulls like rotten melons, and Lucian somehow managing to topple overboard, splash into the raging waters, and cling to a barrel until the sweet release of unconsciousness swept over him. And now, he was here, on the shores of... well, he didn't know. He stumbled up. Cold wind whipped against his drenched shirt, making it flutter like a sail. He shivered, hugging himself for warmth. Red cliffs rose on the beach ahead. He glanced back at the endless ocean stretching out behind him. There was no sign of any boats. Water lapped against his toes, and as the water drained away, it sucked the sand out from under his heels, making his feet sink. He glanced back at the cliffs. They were tall. Taller than he could climb, if he even worked up the courage to do that. Back in the capital, the only thing he'd climbed were the ladders in the university library. The memory of that place filled him with longing. He fought the urge to sob. Why had the Chancellor forced him to leave? A fresh wave lapped against his calf. 
He remembered the captain's warning about the tides around these islands, and he gulped. He had to find a way up those cliffs before the tide came in any further. And that's our scene. The beach footage in this video comes from a recent holiday I took up to the northwest of Australia. If you want to see more photos and videos from that trip, you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram. You can find me at Jed Hearn. Instagram is a great place where you can see what I'm up to outside of riding. There's a lot of bouldering and climbing videos on there as well. So it's a great place to connect with me if you haven't already. And I also occasionally post stories about the books that I'm reading there as well. Thanks for watching. And for those of you who are committed to writing vivid and immersive fantasy stories, to you I say, keep striving and keep writing. Cheers, and I'll see you in the next video.